Hey everybody, John Pusquini here. And this is the second podcast that I'm going to run concurrently with my Seeing Through the Media podcast. You can find the RSS feed for both that and this one at my website, www.johnpluskini.com. So this is Philosophy of Art, and I am an artist. Unlike many artists, I like to comment on the nature of my work. And so for the first episode, I want to comment on my novel, The Far Unlit Unknown, because it is a, it's disguised as a romance, but The Far Unlit Unknown is actually a commentary on the nature of autism. I am a very high-functioning autistic. I have very mild symptoms of autism. It takes a lot of thinking sometimes for me to interpret people's facial expressions and body language. And so for a long time, I was really awkward, and it took me a lot of effort to figure out how to interact with other people, especially because I grew up during a time when this stuff was not nearly as well understood as it is now. And that was very difficult for me. I spent a lot of time in institutions that had no idea how to take care of me. And so I just got punished for, uh, for displaying what would now be obviously known as uh, symptoms of autism. So that came out in my novel because here's something really interesting about it. Uh, it seems like a romance between these two characters, but in reality, Nathan and Cello, the two main characters, are one person. And so we can, this is only slight spoiler alert territory. I think if you haven't read my book, then you will not, you will not get anything less from reading the book if you listen to this podcast. I think that this will help you enjoy the book more for what it is. And uh, here's how it works. If you are autistic you don't know how to interact with other people. And so one of the ways that you can deal with that and the way that I did deal with it as a kid and even now is you invent a public persona and then live that because you just feel too awkward and you just feel like you don't know what to do. So you invent a character and then you live in it. And Nathan is that for me. Nathan obviously is my personality. Nathan is the same version of me that is in my videos where I, my penance stumping videos where I make fun of the Catholic church and political figures. Uh, it's clearly just me. But then the female side is a little bit less obvious. That is my inner autistic self. And you'll notice that it's details from my life that inform both of these characters. For example, the female brings the male Nathan to the Philippines. Well, I was the one who went there and I had to develop a persona to exist in the Philippines that was slightly different than the one that I needed to exist here. And so as you see Nathan grow and change through the book, you are seeing the development of a public persona. Not exactly mine. Nathan isn't me. I wouldn't go as far as to say Nathan is me. I think I did say that earlier on the podcast, but what I mean is that he is an independent character, just obviously very closely modeled on me. Then Cello is that vulnerable internal half that is absolutely terrified and doesn't want to share anything with you, and that part of me is operating right now as I report, record this podcast. That is a part of who I am everywhere I go. And so notice how the two characters love each other. That's part of it too. Um, because if you, uh, if you don't love your external personas, you're going to be miserable. So I was miserable in school. I absolutely hated it. And I lashed out. I lashed out at other kids. I lashed out at teachers. And I, I got punished a lot. And I was just really unhappy. So I actually hated my public persona when I was in school. And I withdrew more and more into the inner persona whenever I possibly could, into the, into the internal self. Which autism means selfism, if that makes any sense. So Nathan and Cello should not be viewed as separate characters, but instead as dualistic mirror opposites of each other. Think of a yin-yang symbol. 
That is exactly what Nathan and Cello are, two halves of the same person. I'd also like to talk about the villain, Virgil Hawthorne. I don't want to give away a ton of details about him because it's kind of a fun surprise, I think, the way that I reveal it in the novel. But he is the embodiment of the kind of person that I really hate, and that is somebody who just wants to have control over everything and doesn't care about the stuff that they destroy in the process. And when you have a weird kind of fragile personality, like any autistic person does, that kind of person is really dangerous to you because at the end of the day, if that relationship goes far enough, it ends with somebody putting you into prison or a concentration camp. Virgil Hawthorne is like super Hitler or super Stalin or somebody like that. It's somebody who just wants a rigid society that they utterly control and they don't care about people who don't quite fit in. And that, of course, is the natural enemy of anybody who has any kind of autistic tendencies whatsoever. And I've sometimes wondered if that isn't an insight into the nature of intelligence, because many figures throughout history, like Nietzsche, or... Actually, I'm struggling to think of another one, but Nietzsche will do. Nietzsche is famous for being really, really smart. But he was also miserable and kind of crazy, and if you study his life, he, he clearly suffered from mental illness of some kind. He may have been autistic, he may have been bipolar... But since all of these things are pathologies of the brain, then clearly they're related. And so by exploring this with Virgil Hawthorne, it makes me it makes me wonder, people like politicians who in public they have a persona that's very kind and friendly and warm, but then behind closed doors they make incredibly ruthless and destructive decisions. And so I've often wondered if many politicians were actually mildly high-functioning autistics like myself that managed to just kind of sneak in. And I wanted to write about that, and I wanted to talk about it openly because uh, as I watch my son grow up, he's also a high-functioning autistic, I reflect on my life experiences and the ways in which my son's life is better because he has more support from the institutions around him, and the ways that it could be better if I could inform the world about some of my experiences. And uh, I'm actually getting ready to launch another podcast or blog or something that's going to be specifically about that. Um, because I like to talk about lots of different things, and I don't necessarily think that it makes sense to do all of it under one banner. So, w seeing through the media is politics and me taking apart the media narratives like a detective. Philosophy of art is going to be like this. I'm going to break down other people's artwork and my own in the same kind of way. And then I have some other things planned that I'm not going to reveal just yet, but I hope you'll be looking forward to it. So, as always, I really appreciate your time, and I'll mention that, uh, of course, my book, The Far Unlit Unknown, is for sale on Amazon.com for an extremely reasonable price. <laughs> so, uh, it's a harsh word out there, my friends. Keep thinking. We'll catch you later. Bye-bye.